Hey guys, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers had to say about Batman's importance in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. I'm also going to be talking about AppleCon, as I'm calling it, which was Apple's giant expo or show or event or whatever you want to call it. And then I'm also going to be talking about the new trailer for the Pokemon Go app. So, first things first, Warner Brothers has supposedly requested that there be more footage uh, used of Ben Affleck as Batman in the upcoming Batman vs. Superman movie. And then, uh, I guess, Zack Snyder later confirmed that that was the case. Um, This initially actually really cheesed me but i actually you know after after i read after i read the article about Zack snyder confirming it i kind of i kind of chilled back out and here's why Zack snyder's explanation to me made a whole lot of sense and that's because Zack Snyder makes an incredibly accurate point. This Batman has to be established. And and Zack Snyder's explanation was, well, this is this is the Batman of the 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 DC, you know, expanded movie universe, whatever you want to call it. You know, this is this is the breakaway from from Chris Nolan's Batman that you know we we were so used to seeing in, in in the past you know 10 10 12 years however long it took him to put out the trilogy and i get that i get that ben affleck as batman has to be established and they essentially use the first half of this movie or as far as Zack snyder says around the first half of the movie basically more establishing batman than much to do with anything regarding Superman. But um, the other thing that I also found very interesting about this was Zack Snyder said towards you know the halfway point and then through the through the rest of the movie, it balances out and and becomes equal Superman and Batman, which again, I get it, and so I'm 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 okay with it. I'm I'm okay with the premise that yes, Batman v Superman is probably going to have you know two thirds Batman, one third Superman, or or like sixty forty. I don't I don't I don't want to go I don't want to go in thirds, but like 60 40, 60, 40 Batman to Superman. It is what it is. Zack Snyder's comment: Well, you just got a, a whole Superman movie. Yeah, we did. But we've had literal generations of Batman films 
with with Michael Keaton and you know the 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 Joel Schumacher films and then the the Chris Nolan the the Dark Knight trilogy there's there's a lot of Batman to digest over the years whereas you have you know the Christopher Reeve Superman and then I mean I guess you could count Brand, uh Brandon Routh in Superman Returns sure but Batman Batman is DC's, you know, flagship character. But soliloquy aside, you know, at at, at the end of the day, I, I get where they're coming from. So we'll see how it works. But something something I find incredibly interesting about this whole scenario and and the fact that, you know, WB has apparently like asked for more of this according to the article because Ben Affleck's Batman is so impressive. Um, and I guess during test screenings, like people were just losing their minds and, and could not say enough good things about Ben Affleck as Batman, which I, I, I will say I am pumped to see. I am pumped to see Ben Affleck as as Batman and honestly, more importantly, as Bruce Wayne. I think I think Ben Affleck can be an incredibly impressive Bruce Wayne. But the the interesting the interesting point that that I drew from Zack Snyder's comment is that you know you get the halfway point and then and then it balances out and it's it's 50-50 Superman Batman. Obviously obviously there's the conflict. But you know the the rumors are saying and and honestly my my gut tells me the the big conflict is not Batman versus Superman. The movie is not based on Batman versus Superman. That's not that's not the conflict. Obviously, Lex Luthor is in it. The rumors are still essentially at this point. I want to say they're all but confirmed, and I just, I just don't think, I just don't think Warner Brothers wants to say anything about it. I think they're trying to keep a tight lid on it. I think Zack Snyder's trying to keep a tight lid on it. But I think, I, I think essentially what they're going for, and what we're going to see is Doomsday is going to be in this movie. Doomsday is the big bad in this movie. And according to the rumors, according to there was supposedly a leaked script or a script synopsis, sorry, a couple of months back, um, I read it. I don't I don't know how valid it is. After I read it, I, I saw nothing about it. I haven't heard or seen anything from from Warner Brothers or Zack Snyder saying yay or nay towards its existence or, or relativity. But spoilers if if this is if this is accurate so don't don't come yelling at me all four of you who listen to this show don't come yelling to me saying well russ you didn't tell us that you were going to spoil the movie and when i went to go see it uh you got spoiled and uh, there's doomsday and i was like holy crap there's doomsday but uh russ already said it in his podcast and so it's crazy man yeah i don't want to hear that crap but what what I took from Zack Snyder's comment is that, to me, that helps signify the relevance or the potential truth that the Doomsday is in this movie because you can't have you can't have Batman fighting Doomsday. You can't. As much as I'm sure Warner Brothers would love to do that, I just don't think you can. And that's re- that's what I'm really interested to see as the DC. Uh, cinematic universe continues to unravel. C- essentially, 
you know, this isn't so much of an issue in the Marvel movies. I well, no, I know I take that back. It kind of is because you have like take the Avengers because they're the most comparable at this point to the Justice League. Take the Avengers films, Black Widow and Hawkeye. In the comics, they're I mean they're they're solid characters. Or at least I think they are. I never really read the Avengers, but they they do seem more glorified in the comics than they do in the films. Case in point, you know, Black Widow, Hawkeye, neither of them have, you know, any any kind of suit in the film. Then again, I'm not sure that Black Widow ever really had a suit in the comic book, but I know Hawkeye did. But you know, essentially like, yeah, they you know, uh Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson, they play these super integral characters. And and in Avengers 2, as much as I despised that movie, Hawkeye has a really strong role in it. And he has some really good comedic parts. He has some really good I mean, he just he he literally develops in this film. And and the, and Hawkeye and Jeremy Renner were one of the highlights that I remember from this movie. But the overall point that I'm trying to make is that uh Black Widow and and Hawkeye get so incredibly overshadowed by the rest of the team essentially because they have no superpowers. And that is the comparison that I see and that I'm worried about when I think of the Justice League movies and essentially Batman versus Superman. This is this is all but like Justice League 0.5 because Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Aquaman, all of them are confirmed to be in this film. And again, potential spoiler alert, Aquaman actually helps in in the fight with Doomsday according to the script synopsis that I read. So, so don't don't quote me on that being completely true or or not true. I'm I'm not 100% sure. But I I definitely feel like if they're going to put Jason Momoa in this movie, they're they're going to do something with him other than him just kind of walking in, making some kind of fish pun and then walking out. But my my concern is that if it is Doomsday, or even if it's not Doomsday, if it's just Lex Luthor, but then say in the Justice League movie we see Darkseid or we see Metallo or Brainiac or I think I think The Rock was even talking about at some point maybe maybe Black Adam fights the Justice League, which I would love to see. I hope that that happens. That would be awesome. But anyway, how does Batman remain relevant in the comics, in the TV shows, video games, whatever? In those, in those mediums, it is easier. I'm not going to say better. It is easier to have Batman go toe-to-toe with Darkseid. It's easier to show Bat- Batman hold his own against brainiac you know because he can have he can have essentially like iron man or, or or something like that you know have like specialized armor um in fact i in one of the um like in one of the justice league shows like batman has on some kind of like space armor or something and like exchanges punches with dark side but i don't see that happening in the cinematic universe and and i use man of steel as a reference 
and actually you can even use the trailer for Batman versus Superman because they they ground they don't ground Superman honestly at all. I mean, Metropolis just gets wrecked. So how is Batman other than being the you know the 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 schemer or the strategist, you know, other other than Batman doing that how are they going to make him relevant for these for these huge expensive climatic fights that's what i'm interested to see because obviously in my heart of hearts i know i know warner brothers and dc are going to want to make sure if any character gets any kind of like consistent spotlight in these films it is going to be ben affleck as batman and there literally may be no other reason, you know, even even if you want to cast aside the whole, you know, Batman is the flagship character for DC, I think they're still going to rally behind Ben Affleck's star power. And, and I, I, you know, he, they're basically going to make him the frontrunner because as, as much of a fan of the Man of Steel film and of Henry Cavill as I am, um, Henry Cavill does not have, at least not yet, the star power that Ben Affleck does. I mean, you you look at a what is it a, a Man from Uncle, which looks really really good and really really um, you know stylish and kind of like that sixties noir uh, spy movie. Um, I don't know I don't know much about the franchise. I don't know I don't know if that's what that's about. Anyway, the movie that movie looks good. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the trailers, and as soon as it hits. Um, Blu-ray or, or, or iTunes or something. I, I'm definitely going to watch it. But Henry Cavill looks really good in that. But the movie tanked. The movie tanked really, really badly. Even though it got amazing reviews, it got really good, consistent reviews. But it tanked. And I, I mean, Warner Brothers is going to look at that and go, well, maybe it didn't tank because of Henry Cavill was in it, but he certainly didn't help it. So... I don't I don't want to even assume that, you know, them rallying behind Ben Affleck and and Batman and using that to essentially like, you know, push their their franchise, essentially making sticking to the cinematic universes, you know, you take essentially the comparison is that Batman is to the Justice League what Wolverine was to the X-Men movies. You know, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman basically just consistently was the front runner in all of those movies even um you know completely redoing days of future past to feature wolverine you know it is what it is but at the same time i understand and i get it i hope and this is just a hope i hope that this is not a sign of things to come i hope that in justice league in Justice League Part Two, in whatever future you know movies that this franchise does, that they don't shoehorn Batman in, you know, sure make make Batman the you know the the leader or the the flagship character of the Justice League films, but like when you get to like Green Lantern and Flash, the the team up movie that they're going to do, which I don't know if that's still that that's like four five or six years away or something like that. You know, don't don't have Batman show up in that, and then just lead the two of them the whole way through. So, we'll see. I'm I'm ex- I'm still excited. I cannot wait for this movie. 
And I cannot wait to see Ben Affleck as Batman just because of all the, the great press that apparently ha- has been coming already from, from like I said, test screenings and, and the higher-ups at Warner Brothers just saying that they were, they were blown away and they want more. So, so I'm, I'm super excited. So earlier this week, well, at the time that this goes up, maybe not necessarily earlier this week, Apple had its expo or event or AppleCon or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, yeah, they, they, they showed off the new, the new iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. They showed off the iPad Pro, which I, from everything they said about it and most definitely from the price point, good Lord. I, I, I guess they're trying to compete with their own MacBooks. Oh, oh, okay. You know, the, <laughs> the, the, iP- the iPad Pro has a 12 and a half inch screen. I don't, know, I don't have the schematics in front of me. But it's in, 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 their, in their demonstration or display or explanation, whatever, it's, it's essentially you can take two iPad Airs stick them together and that is the collective that is the combined screen of the new iPad Pro. iPad Pro like starting off is $800 and then climbs to like 1150 or 1200 I think depending on what size hard drive you want. It's 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 going to have the Apple Pencil, the Apple pe- Pencil. It's a glorified stylus. It's a giant stylus. One of the things that that did look cool in in the I guess the demonstration is that the the, the technology or the sensitivity rather in in the pen is is very accurate to using an actual pencil. Like if you you know depending on how hard you bear down, you you get a different thickness in the ink. I don't I don't even know what to call it. The the display like the the display will will display differently d- depending on how how hard you're pushing down and then. And then, like one of the things in in the in the explanation or the or the video um, was that like you can you can like kind of like tilt the pencil over like you would like say like a colored pencil and like scribble and like it will it will fill out as if you were doing that with an actual pencil. So you know it's it's cool. You know this there seems to be this new trend over the past couple of years where where Apple is consistently playing catch up and and I'll be you know I'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys. I'm actually, I'm actually a huge supporter of Apple. You know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the company and some of the practices that they do, or some of the limitations that they put. Because good lord, if you have an iPhone and you want to make, you know, one of your songs or whatever a, a ringtone on your phone, good god, the difficulty of that process is ridiculously stupid. But I do, I do like, I do like the iOS. the The iOS for me and how it's integrated through everything. Because I mean, sound like a hipster here. I, I have the Apple TV. I have, you know, my my whole family has iPads and iPhones, and the the ability to have the iOS across everything. And you know, uh, Air AirPlay has has been relatively has been relatively good to me. I've, I've gotten a lot of use out of that. Anyway, I'm, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. The new iPad Pro, the, the Apple Pencil, it, it, it looks whatever. 
And then the new smart cover for it, which I guess also doubles as a stand and a keyboard. The thing is like 200 stinking dollars. Good effing God. Really? So all, you know, all things considered, uh, cause I mean, no, no one wants the, I think it's like a 32, I think the 30, I think the 32 gig is the 800 one. $800 one. Um, and then it, it climbs to like 64 or something like that. I, don't, I can't remember the schematics. But essentially, you're looking at overall somewhere in the neighborhood of once everything is said and done, $13 to $1,500, which is more expensive than a MacBook. But Apple is, is touting that their new iPad Pro is... Their, you know, the processor and everything is is on par with with a laptop or, yeah, a laptop. So I don't I don't know. I mean, like like I said, I think I think they're kind of competing with themselves. You know, it's it's like, well, do I get an iPad Pro or do I get a MacBook? And I, I, I don't I don't know. I I definitely I, I scratched my head. I was kind of like, okay, I I guess it definitely looks like this is. Like this is the higher end business model or business version of the iPad. That's that's the that's the imprint that I got. Is that essentially the the demographic for this is the the person who 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 does business traveling or something and does presentations and you know can use can use the iPad Pro and 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 you know do um, do demonstrations or do uh, presentations and and things like that. So yeah, I mean. I guess I guess there's a market for it. I'm definitely not the demographic. I I'm I'm not I'm not interested. I I have I have my air. I'm I'm perfectly happy with my air. But then then we get to what I considered the meat and potatoes of this of this event. At least at least for me, my interest peaked with the new Apple TV and this sucker. The I, I believe it's 16 gig. Apple TV version is 150 and then the 32 gig is $200. This is basically the Apple Roku 3. They they integrated integrated voice commands so you you know it's essentially they've what they would have you believe is they've they've implemented Siri into into the Apple TV. There's a whole new there's a whole new operating system it's like TVOS, TVOS, or something like that, and you know you can you can talk into the controller and or talk into the remote, and you know request a an actor or a TV show or uh, like a genre or something, and then the the new Apple TV will essentially uh, scour through all of your apps and everything that you have access to or have an account with like Hulu and Netflix and things like that. And then it will just streamline the results from everything in, in one area, which, which is good. You know, that's, that's something that when the Apple TV came out, when the first edition of the Apple TV came out, the, the Roku three had either just come out or it was, it was only like a couple of weeks or months away or something like that. And and I remember when I got mine, one of the things that I desperately wish that Apple TV had was the fact that within Roku, you can just you can just search like one specific thing. And, and instead of going into each app and looking individually, it would just scour all of your apps and pull up 
whatever was relevant to what you searched. So I'm I'm I am pumped to see that. That's that's good. The the Siri integration, the voice integration, you know, it's yeah, it's cool. I've 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 usually shied away from voice integration, and that's just me, just because a I think I look ridiculously stupid talking to remote like Math Matthew McConaughey. Ma- no, no, Matthew McConaughey. You know that 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 even if I'm home by myself feels really uncomfortable and weird. So I just I don't know I I, I stay away from it. But the the big the big thing that caught my eye, the big thing that caught my attention was the fact that the Apple TV has essentially, from what I gathered, the vast majority, if not the whole complete iOS games. It has it has access to if if not all of the games, then then a then a buttload of them. And this made me pretty excited for, for a couple of different reasons. In this presentation, and, and not just the Apple TV, but in the presentation from Apple from start to finish, and maybe maybe I'm reading into this. Maybe maybe this is just me. Feel free to disagree, because I God knows I know some of you will. But I got this feeling or this this impression that the Apple TV actually is, and there there have been reports basically asking the same thing. I I feel like this is Apple dipping its foot into the quote-unquote gaming market. Now, let me explain where I'm coming from before I lose, you know, half of you, all all two of you, who are just like, ah, oh, screw you, Russ, you know what you're talking about. Listen, games have been the leading genre or category of apps on the iOS market for, I, w- I want to say, damn near the beginning. I can't, I can't I can't say that because I don't have this I don't have the I don't have the schematics in front of me but I I, I almost want to say from the very beginning games have been the number one genre in apps it they've definitely been a huge cash cow for Apple now Apple clearly does not have a monstrous background in in gaming obviously but I definitely think that Apple at, at least in you know shareholders meetings or, or something some in in some in some form or fashion the 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 big wigs have have been you know talking about gaming and and the presence that it has on apple devices you know do, do i think do i think apple is going to come up with its own video game console no no i don't i don't think that's going to happen but what I think is going to happen is I think Apple is going to, I think they're going to push. I think they're going to push to have video games be a huge, huge medium. And, and, and not just because that's what, you know, that's not what the consumers buy, but like Apple actually pushes that like, you know, they're, they're going to say, hey, if you want to play such and such games, then, then, then come over to, come over to Apple or pick up the Apple TV or or, or whatever, you know, and in the, um, in the, in the demonstration or in the, in the video, um, you see, you, you see games being played on the new Apple TV. Um, and you see the, the, the remote kind of being turned sideways, essentially like a Wiimote, um, and, and used as a, as a, as a controller. And then, and then since the, 
since the the expo or apple con as i'm calling it you know uh steel series has already has already released essentially the the first official third-party controller for the new apple tv which essentially is an xbox one controller but the uh the thumbsticks are in the uh ps4 controller configuration and not the not not the way the xbox has it so i i this is this is the biggest reason why i think that that apple is is kind of is kind of getting their feet wet because apple themselves yeah sure they they clearly don't have that that background to get into video gaming but neither did microsoft back before was it 2002 2001 whenever the xbox came out you know microsoft was in the same boat but but i will say this with nintendo putting a huge huge push behind mobile gaming with konami putting a huge huge push behind mobile gaming square enix you know it's essentially every great square enix game from the 90s is now available on ios apple may not themselves have a lot of sway or a lot of power or not not power but a lot of a lot of sway a lot of sway as far as video game the video game market goes they do have a lot of influence and Apple could very easily start getting legitimate third-party game developers exclusively making games on the iOS. The Disney Infinity is is going to be on the Apple TV. And so, you know, it becomes it becomes very interesting to see what Apple what Apple does and and I could see I could see, you know, Nintendo not not exclusively because they have a contract with uh I can't think of the name of the company now. It starts with a D. Um DNA. I think it's I, I, Dina. It's like D E N A, I think. But um uh, I know Nintendo has the contract with them to to develop the games. But I could see especially if these if if the games take off if, you know, I'm not I'm not 100% sure what Nintendo's plans are. As far as mobile games, you know, I, I know I know that the general consensus, or at least in my head, I'm thinking virtual console is just going to carry over onto, you know, Android and iOS. And if it does, I would honestly be a huge, huge supporter of that. Because I think being able to play like Contra or something officially, you know, not with an emulator, but officially like on, on my on my iPhone. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be huge, especially for 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 my generation. You know, some of us some of us collect the retro video game systems, and some of us don't, and some of us don't have you know the the time to scour eBay or flea markets and and find that stuff. And you know, I I do I do collect the retro systems, but at the same time, I would I would so enjoy getting behind you know, NES games being on iTunes or, or, or Android or, or something like that. Like I, I would, I would totally promote that and I would totally spend money on that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see, to see what the plan is. 
I guess, or, or the future rather of what, uh, of what Apple TV is going to be. But I do, I do legitimately think that this is Apple, like I said, getting their feet wet in the, in the pool of, of, of video games um, and just and just gaming in general, and and instead of just having games on the iOS, but actually have Apple driving the fact that they have games. Last but not least, a uh, trailer was released earlier this week for. I mean, I, I was just talking about Apple, um, and 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 the the markets and iOS and things like that. Pokemon Go is there's not a whole lot of information out on it yet as of this recording there really isn't much more than the trailer if you haven't watched the trailer go to youtube watch the trailer pause this come back after you've watched the trailer so you'll know what the hell i'm talking about this trailer is incredible hype for what could be an amazing experience if and this is a huge if the app works like the trailer says it will. Essentially what this app does is it takes the concept of Pokemon and makes it real. Makes it real life. You in the real world with this app on your phone can scour the world or your hometown or whatever wherever you are for pokemon you know you can from the from the trailer you can just be walking down the sidewalk and i i don't know if the app sends you an alert or or something but you know hey uh, a magikarp is near you or a pikachu is near you and then you pull out your phone and you you walk to wherever this pokemon is located and you can within the app catch the pokemon and that Pokemon is yours, and you can trade, and you can battle, and essentially, from what the trailer says or shows, you can do everything you do in the in the Pokemon games on 3DS and Game Boy, but you just do it in real life using the app. If that is what this is, then that is an amazing concept. And, and I haven't heard much about it yet, but this will get Nintendo incredible amounts of good publicity because what this will promote, and, 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 and some websites like uh, Nerdist and IGN um, have, have kind of already been saying this, but it will promote kids getting out of the house and, and exercising to a certain extent. You know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to catch Pokemon is something that legitimately might be said next year when this app comes out. I have huge concerns about this app, though. I have huge concerns for the hype that this app is getting. And I will cycle this back to because I, I know I know Nintendo's kind of spearheading this or, you know, hugely, hugely behind it. But this is the Pokemon company. And, and, you know, I cycle back to, was it like a year ago, a little over a year ago, Pokemon Rumble U, which I don't know that a lot of people remember, but it was this app for the Wii U, which from trailers and everything else essentially looked 
like Pokemon battling online with toys. It was, it was, it was it's essentially Pokemon exclusive Skylanders. And I was super hyped for this and I got, I got super into it. I bought, I bought the app and then, oh no, I think, I think, I think about the toys first. I don't remember which I bought first, but I remember going to like four or five game stops and Walmart and, and basically everywhere I could to find these goofy toys. And I was like, do you, do you guys have the, have the rumble you, you know, Pokemon toys and, um, and I bought, I bought a considerable amount of them cause they were, they were blind packs. So you, you didn't know who all you're getting, but I, I must have at least bought 20 of them, which I think they're only like, I think they're like a couple bucks a piece. I don't remember, but I remember, I remember dropping like between 16 and $75 on, on them. Got them home and I opened them up. And one of the first things I noticed was that how terrible they were how horrible the quality was i had like two of them like two of them were already broken off the base when i opened them i mean they these things are like these things are trash but the the game the game did not live up to what my hype was at least now maybe that's my fault maybe maybe i saw the game and i was like ooh, toy collecting um and then and i just went with it but um i have fears for pokemon go in the same vein as 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 Pokemon Rumble U because I have a fear that the app is not going to be what the trailer portrays it to be. I think I think it'll do everything the trailer says, but I think it'll be a super gimmicky. You know, I don't I don't see I don't see necessarily you having trainer battles in the app. You know, with with trainers near you or something like that. I I see like you know some kind of I don't know some kind of like almost like almost like a Facebook gimmick game where like you you get poked or you get attacked or something like like Clash of Clans or you know something like that where it's like you go in you check the app and it's like so and so attacked you and hit your Bulbasaur for 10 damage or something like that and then like you know you're you're like Tamagotchi Bulbasaur sitting there and he's got his mad face or something like that that is what I'm afraid this is going to be and then, like you know, you 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 raise them up by uh, like running them through some garbage mini games and stuff, and you know you make them happy and I don't know maybe poop or something. That's what I'm so afraid that this app is going to be. And I have the fear that people will they the app is free to download, or at least that's what the. That's what the trailer said. The app, the app will be free to download. So, so you're not going to lose anything. But the 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 hype for this trailer for this app is really really high. I mean, this is, but it also makes sense because this is as as far as my knowledge goes, this is Nintendo's like first we're behind this 100% app. This isn't like Pokemon Puzzle Challenge or some of the other stuff that they've already put out that that hasn't necessarily had Nintendo backing it. This is this is Nintendo's quote unquote big kind of soiree or whatever or big big push into 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 the mobile market. So I, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm kind of excited for for mobile gaming in general just because 
you know, I have I have a PS4. I I play it. I have I have the Wii U. I play it. I have the Xbox One. But I don't know. Maybe this is just because I'm old and I suck. I'm horrible at games. But console gaming, you know, it. I mean, it's definitely not losing any money. That's for damn sure. But I do feel like it is losing something. I, I do feel like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling here. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That's going to do it for this episode of Raging Radio. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening, all five of you. Take care.